Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week we discuss issues including hunger. It is Black History Month, and we are intrigued by an art installation at President Lincoln's Cottage in Washington, D.C. The artist, Georges Adiagbo, is from Benin. He uses sculpture, found objects, and illustration to explore themes of freedom and bondage in the very same space where President Lincoln lived and developed the Emancipation Proclamation. We asked Michael Atwood Mason, CEO and Executive Director of President Lincoln's Cottage, about the artist and how this idea came about. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. George Adiagbo is from Cotonou, Benin, and has been really interested in Abraham Lincoln as a figure of transformational importance in the United States and around the world for at least 20 years. He's done a couple of other exhibitions that were focused on Lincoln. And when he visited the cottage uh, in the fall of 2021, he asked if he could do an installation with us because... It is the place where Abraham Lincoln developed the Emancipation Proclamation, and it just seemed like an important, powerful space for him to work in. George always works in historic spaces, and there's a kind of three-way uh, conversation going on between the historic structure and what happened there, George's own thinking and reflections and the many objects that he collects um, leading up to the installation. And then he, uh, he also goes uh, shopping locally at thrift stores and flea markets to find uh, objects that he describes as the point of entry for local people. So talk to me a little bit about how some of the objects in this exhibition are this relational thing between the artist in Benin with the president and with the history of slavery. For example, they're the sculptures and, and I want to call it, it's like, it's, it looks like the inside of a drawer. There's something else that I should call it, but it's like a diorama, right? Where they have the beautiful mask and there are pieces yep. of African fabric and there are a couple of books. Talk to me a, a little bit about how that brings all of those points together. So those vitrines or cases that George has put George has put together, each tell a story in George's mind. Um, so in some cases, uh, literally, there are um, 
objects that relate to President Lincoln and Mary Lincoln and the fact that um, as a great leader, he needed to have a strong relationship in which, uh, you know, to support him and in which he could be grounded so that he could make the kind of uh, powerful change uh, happen in the world. Um, George has, uh, George uses the word destiny a lot. Um, so in some ways, he, I think he, he thinks of Lincoln as having been destined to do this work. Um, that's not necessarily the perspective that we usually take at the cottage, but it's fascinating. And, and it's precisely that difference of perspective that made us so exciting about bringing, uh, George to the cottage. I think that's pretty interesting because if I recall my history, uh, President Lincoln wasn't so much for the equality of blacks, right? I mean, in his, in his debates with Stephen Douglas, he talked about black people not having the right to vote. He didn't want them to be on juries or hold office. And I know that his views evolved some, shall we say, later, but kind of, again, an interesting choice to have it here. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, at the cottage, we're certainly uh, we do not shy away from that complexity in Lincoln's uh, political thinking. And you're you're spot on when you say that it changed over time. Um, I think for for George, the fact that he was able to arrive at the point of emancipation doesn't negate the fact that he was a man of his time and and um, and by a contemporary standards was a racist, but does allow a recognition of this great step forward that he was able to uh, bring about in, in American history. Right. I mean, I mean, Lincoln really wrestled, took on in the most direct way imaginable, the fundamental issue of his time, which was slavery. And of course we know that race is still, one of the fundamental issues in American society. So um, Lincoln's ability to look that problem straight in the face and make some progress on it is no small thing, uh, even if he was limited in some ways by the by the society in which he was brought up. Um, it, it's interesting. I recently learned that two days before his assassination, he gave a speech at the White House where he actually talked about uh, giving African-Americans um, the vote. Those who and had been in the it, Civil War anyway. Sorry? Those who yeah. had been in the Civil War anyway. Right, and and a, and, and a few others. But yes, he was talking about folks who had served in, this, uh, in the Union Army in the Civil War and uh, folks who were literate. Um, but he was, he was actually beginning to talk about um, African-Americans voting. And... Um, one of the people in the audience that night was John Wilkes Booth, who up until that point had thought about kidnapping the president. But after that conversation uh, and his own kind of process of radicalization, uh, decided that he was going to kill the president. Um, so, I mean, that just uh, that's fascinating to me because it is the, the really the last example of. Lincoln's progressive uh, thinking, uh, progressing thinking about about the place of African-Americans in American society. Let me jump in here and just ask you one last question. In a nation that is wrestling with ways to teach history, that is wrestling with a past involving slavery and enslaved people, 
What message do you think the public ought to take away from the fact, the fact that this installation done by an African man in this cottage where it was his private and professional lives kind of intersecting together? I think if nothing else, it underscores what a powerful symbol Lincoln is for America's ongoing struggle with race. And by extension, I think Lincoln is a kind of paragon of uh, engagement, right? I mean, he took on these, the challenges of his time, right? We know that he went through uh, a very low period, what we would probably call a depression today. And he came out of it by saying that he wanted to make a difference um, in, in his time. He wanted to be engaged with the issues that mattered. And that's what we're trying to remind people every day at the cottage, that there are still issues to be taken on and that their brave ideas can drive change and help make America and the world a better place. That was Michael Atwood Mason, CEO and Executive Director of President Lincoln's Cottage. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Alan Peng for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for leaving a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.